Welcome to my shitty podcast, So Shitty It Only Has One T. I'm your host, Adam Copeland. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for telling a friend. Uh, I also want to thank my guest, Gabe, for coming on, talking to us a little bit about uh, his nonprofit and what he does for a living, and also um, a few tidbits about Thanksgiving um, and how to buy groceries if you guys are cooking this holiday season. This is my quote-unquote Thanksgiving episode, so I hope you guys enjoy. <laughs> Without further ado, let's let the cat out of the bag. Yeah, pen's usually an added <laughs> while it keeps filling. And pen now. And pen, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Bada bing, bada boom. Whew. Sweet. Thanks for putting up with all that. <laughs> no, it's awesome. <laughs> uh, all right. Cool, man. We can get started whenever you're ready. If you're ready, ready to roll, we'll, we'll yeah. Let's do it, man. <laughs> Got your pen ready. I used to take people's pens away. Yeah. Uh, and just give like a pencil, um, because like. Oh yeah. Pen clicking. clicking. <laughs> yeah. Someone be in the middle of the story and they start clicking their pen and you just see my eyes like yeah. go, go see, right to the pen. <laughs> I know I do that, so I I only buy pens with lids. Smart man. To avoid annoying people with my fidgeting and. Yeah. Yeah, I will do it, but I have grown like, I've grown very sensitive to sound <laughs> with the podcast right. rolling. So I'll I'll do it one like one click. You'll sometimes hear in the podcast, <laughs> and, I, and I just instantly get pissed at myself. Like, oh, you know better. I did it. You know better than that. Um, cool, man. Why don't we start by uh, you introducing yourself and telling us what you do for a living. Yeah, my name is Gabe Hernandez. I'm a um, chef, cook, and um, entrepreneur now. Nice, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about um, what that entrepreneur, entrepreneurial uh, <laughs> ship um, looks like. And yeah, go ahead. And I'll, I'll follow yeah. up with another question. I was yeah. about to give you like three questions all at once. <laughs> Terrible interviewer. <laughs> So the entrepreneurial thing, I'm, I'm still getting used to it. Um, you know, I've always wanted to build a business and I guess that in itself is being an entrepreneur, you're venturing out and doing something. Um, I, I, I never saw myself as that and just going through this process of starting something new and in, in, in my, uh, in my example, it's building a nonprofit organization and culinary outfit to do outreach work into food-sensitive communities. You know, going through all that over the past couple of years um, has, I guess, made me realize I guess I am an entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You probably didn't start as like... I'm going to go out and I'm going to do this. <laughs> right. But while you're doing it, like, oh, shit, yeah. I, I yeah. Guess I, I'm oh, I, I guess I did that. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, man. Um, what does that What does that mean? Like, what is what is that job title um, you know, I, I consist don't, of? I don't know. I think it gets thrown around a lot. And I guess it's <laughs> it's like if you're going out and doing something that's that's novel or different or maybe not even different, if you're venturing out to do something um, and start something that's yours as opposed for someone else. Yeah. Uh, that, that, I guess that makes you an entrepreneur. No, that, no that's a beautiful thing. I just meant like <laughs> you oh, specifically. Oh, for me specifically? Yeah. <laughs> I, love, I love that you went broad with it. Yeah. I, I think in broad pictures. Uh, <laughs> yeah. For me, for me, it's meant that 
I'm doing that. I'm I'm doing something that's mine. Great. Um, I I didn't know how that would look, um, and I still question that every day. Um, uh, you know, it's it's meant for me taking a step back from a previous role yeah. that I had uh, sort of in middle management in a kitchen and going back to being a cook again uh, and, and opening my time up to allow myself the space that I need to develop the, the, the organization and the business that I'm, that I'm building from the ground up. Tell me about this organization. So uh, I submitted an idea to an open, open forum. Uh, it was uh, called an open call to ideas uh, uh, through the Dell Medical School uh, Department called the Center for Place-Based Initiatives within the public health department or public, yeah, public health department at, at, at UT uh, Dell Medical School. Um, and my idea submitted was a mobile teaching kitchen. Nice. Which specifically serves food sensitive communities in Austin. So due to the way that the city is laid out um, and the, the, I guess, just our, the nature of our city, certain people were excluded from equitable food access. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, it goes from uh, restaurants available in those communities, grocery stores, what those access points look like. You know, is it easy to get to those stores? And is it easy... You know, do you have to go through hoops and, and all these crazy steps to get to those places and then getting that back? Yeah. Is that product fresh and recognizable to the consumer? Um, you know, all of these things have compounded over years uh, and, and created an inequitable system in the city. Um, so my goal is to reverse some of that. Um, and the city and other entrepreneurs have done an incredible job by, I guess, bringing fresh and organic and seasonal products to communities, um, I think the question starts to become, is it affordable? And then beyond that, is it something that people recognize? Yeah. You know, uh, just the number of times that I've walked into a grocery store and seen a product that I, it's like, what the fuck is this? Like, yeah, that to me is exciting. Like a star fruit or something yeah. that like you don't, that's you don't, you're not finding that in like a, I don't know, a, a Chobani flip cup. Right. Uh, you right. Know, like, right. <laughs> or yeah, it's, it's usually like, a, I don't know. I've, a lot of people have never seen like a passion, like an actual passion fruit. Right. Um, and, and just being able to recognize these things mm -hmm. is, is, is a, a hurdle that some people have to overcome. Yeah. You, know, you might have access to this stuff, but what do you do with it? Right. And, and so I think that's where, where my organization, my idea comes into play is my goal is not to tell people what to do. Mm -hmm. It's just introduce them to these things and, um, maybe a different way of shopping, maybe a different way of approaching food that, allows people a little more liberty, a little more freedom, a little more freedom with, with what's available to them and, and then providing them the knowledge, like the skill set that I've been lucky enough to learn throughout my career, yeah. you know, in kitchens and showing them how to apply those rules and those techniques in their home kitchen so that they can now have more time available to them to cook for their families or to, to cook for themselves and just, you know, be healthier, right. be better. 
who how do you find out who needs this um like specific education uh of like let me show you how to take product a and make it into meal a yeah uh, or b or whatever um so there's a lot of census work that mm-hmm. that's been carried out with the city and you know tracking poverty rates tracking tracking uh um you know food access rates you know there's there's a relatively new office in the city that specifically does this um and they're doing really wonderful work at this point um so just compiling that data and then you know really just trying to figure out the quickest access points so the in in my vision you know one of the easiest access points is to reach youth Right. You know, so for me specifically, I've done outreach to high schools in those communities um, and worked with a group of kids, you know, starting the conversation of what's health. Yeah. You know, like what is healthy eating? Do you, you go know? to school? Do you go to like gymnasiums? Yeah. and? Well, I, I go into like classrooms, you know, okay, like cool. I've gone into a classroom setting with a small group of kids. Yeah. About 12. Nice. Uh, and just invite this conversation. You know, like I said before, my, my job isn't to tell them this is how you eat healthy and this is only what is healthy. You yeah. Know, it's, it's, it's feedback. Yeah. Most definitely. Know? Um, and talking about this thing in a spectrum rather than a really rigid, you know, format. For sure. Do you yeah. want to play classroom real fast? And I'll be the kid. Like, <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> what is health? Uh, vegetables. <laughs> right. Vegetables and, 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 and that's true. You know? Yeah. But like, you know, like uh, I choose to eat predominantly vegetarian, but that doesn't mean that, you know, if I eat a burger one day or if I eat a big steak and mashed potatoes that I'm suddenly an unhealthy person. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Do you deviate from like the veget? You just. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, nice. absolutely. Very nice. So I wouldn't I kinda have describe to. myself as a vegetarian. I just prefer to eat more vegetables. And, yeah. You know, a plant based yeah. diet. And, you know, if meat crosses my plate, I'm not going to turn it down. That's great. Yeah. Know? I practiced vegetarianism for two years. Yeah. Um, but I did it in a really idiotic way <laughs> where we would go to a restaurant. I'm like, I guess we'll just have French fries. <laughs> like, or <laughs> Well, sometimes that's your only option, right? Right. You yeah. Know, like sometimes there's just like a garbage option. I, I feel like people who choose to live exclusively that way, mm-hmm. um, in the way that our society views food, aren't left with many options, uh, at, at least in mainstream food culture. You know, I, I feel like a lot of times vegetarians are an afterthought. Yeah. Um, for me, I, I, I decided, it must have been like 10 years ago, uh, I went through like a two-year period where I decided to see if I could live a fully vegan life. Yeah. You know, and it lasted about two years. Nice. Uh, it worked. You know, it meant I had to do a lot of preparation research if I was going to go out, see what menu options were available. Yeah, you do a lot of like yeah. screening before, like, what's the restaurant we're going to? Yeah. Like, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Like, no, I kind of maybe I'll know. eat before. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah. you know, what broke me was cheese. I, I love cheese. Oh, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, man. And, um, but, you know, going through that, I think helped me understand that culturally, I, you know, I was a part of that, that message of like, vegetarians, vegetables, all this stuff is an afterthought. Yeah. Um, and it kind of forced me to bring it to the forefront and to think about it 
Excuse me. You can belch right <laughs> into the microphone, man. I've done it new countless times. <laughs> I shouldn't be. I drink right. beers on the on the podcast nice. sometimes, and I just can't help it. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but no, like it forced me to kind of think about it in a different way and challenged me to make food that was interesting not only to me but to people that don't or weren't choosing to eat the way that I was eating in that in that time. So. You know, if I can please a meat eater with a vegan or vegetarian dish, I think I won. Yeah, most definitely. <laughs> yeah. And um, just to kind of strengthen what you said before, like if there's only garbage options, um, it's hard to get somebody to think outside of the box of like, oh, well, this salad can be really yummy. Yeah. Um, but like I've only had iceberg lettuce with like ranch dressing ranch dressing cucumber tomatoes (laughs) yeah Yeah. that's totally like growing up yeah um not to shit on my mom she's an amazing cook (laughs) but like when i would think salads like that's i just kind of yeah i think that's that's... a lot of people's go-to vision of this you know of those things Mm -hmm. you know we don't we don't think about it in the bigger picture and so like i try to bring it full circle like you know, we should eat a bunch of veggies. They're available and they're cheap. Yeah. <laughs> like if, oh, you're, man. if you're on a budget, you know, why not load up on the vegetables? I can't tell you how many times I'll go to the grocery store and let's say I'm doing a salad. Yeah. Um, and I just hit like the produce aisle. Yeah. In and out under 20 bucks yeah. every fucking time. <laughs> yeah. And I've got vegetables, um, that, will usually like that are left over that will usually go bad if I don't like yeah. find some scramble quickly to like oh let me make a soup out of this. Yeah. Like, let me, let me make this a, stir a stir fried. Stir fry. Yeah. yeah. There's there's always an option, you know, and that's that's the those are the conversations that we continue to have is like how do you stretch that dollar, you know, as far as you possibly can, you know, for every meal. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. I and again, if I could only <laughs> strengthen my own point, uh, the produce aisle. Like, if you can get the majority of your groceries there, you're definitely saving some coin. Oh, absolutely. Um, throw in a bag of Cheetos and some toilet paper, and like you start getting like the the household <laughs> items. Then that ticket item of uh, or that ticket price oh, it price goes tic- way up. Oh, shit. I can't compose a sentence, man. It's still not, I'm only halfway through my cup of coffee right now. <laughs> Um, but yeah, most definitely you can, you can, um, Oh, it racks up. Yeah. One, one of the, one of the, I think, uh, go to things that they tell people who are trying to shop better and eat better is shop the perimeter. Right. So yeah, I've heard that before the perimeter of the grocery store. Like you you don't hit any of the aisles. That's where all the fresh stuff is. You know, like you start going into the freezer aisles and the dry aisles. That's where all the highly processed, you know, just kind of nutrient, like there, it just doesn't have enough nutrients to, to, you know, all the nutrient dense, fresh foods are going to be found on the perimeters. Right. So that's one of the things we drill into the kids is like, you know, do the majority of your shopping on the outside, you know, the rest of it, you know, you can backfill, you know, or just don't even go into the aisles. You know, you don't need that frozen pizza, yeah. You know, although it is good. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I, you know, I, I, I eat those things a lot. Yeah, I was going to say, you, you. I'll preach to the choir yeah. about like, oh, healthy living, yeah. and the, eat plant-based things, um, but you get me just a little high. I'm like, let's get a tombstone pizza. Uh, they're delicious. <laughs> yeah. That crispy crust, you yeah. know, like they're perfect. <clears throat> and, and I don't think that we need to 
you know, create this dialogue in our minds of like, I will never eat that again. You know? Yeah. You know, uh, I think that sets you up for failure. Absolutely. Inevitably you will eat that tombstone. Mm -hmm. You will eat that burger, you know, and you haven't failed. You're just a human. Yeah. Wants to eat delicious things. And, you know, I think if we go back to looking at them, um, in a way that they were intended to be, which was a treat, you know, it's not an everyday thing. Yeah. You know, uh, we, we can live within those confines a lot better and healthier. Most definitely. I, I, I will go so long without like screwing up and getting like a pint of Rocky road, but until I'm like, all right, no more ice cream. That's yeah. when I can't like, I have to have it right now because I'm not supposed to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you can just kind of tell yourself like, I'm not on a diet. Yeah. I am going to just, uh, shop the, the perimeter, uh, of the, uh, of the grocery stores. Yeah. Uh, and not hit the aisles. Like that's a good, that's actually a really good challenge to do. Like challenge yourself out there yeah. as a listener. Um, to, can you do this? Can you do this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you, can you get a week's worth of groceries and just sir, like just shop the, the perimeter? That's yeah. a, that's a great challenge. As a matter of fact, I'm going to challenge myself. It's doable. Yeah. It's doable. And it, it takes a little bit of planning. Sure. You know, and sure. a little bit of knowledge and, you know, all that stuff is out there, you know, like YouTube is great. You know, there's so many cooking channels. There's, yeah. there's all of these resources that we have at our fingertips. They're literally on our like handheld computers that we carry around with us everywhere. You know, yeah. like, uh, why not utilize them and, and learn to experience other cultures, other foods, you know, that that's the easiest way to learn something new about someone is to sit down and break bread with them. Yeah. Most definitely. Um, it's one of my favorite things to do. Like w- w- if I travel somewhere, I'm like, I don't know what's, was this a traditional dish? Like, yeah. I don't want to get a cheeseburger. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> let me try that. Find that local spot. Yeah. yeah. Or, or uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. Nothing's come to mind right now. <laughs> World traveler here. <laughs> let me try that queso. That's actually, that's not how you say it. And that's not very <laughs> good. <laughs> oh, it's good, man. <laughs> Um, tell me about your regular job as a chef. Like, how'd you get into it? What was, I say regular job. This is, I assume this is how you pay your bills. Yeah. This is what funds, um, your hobbies and your passions. Yeah. You, everybody's got to have that. Like I bartend and, yeah. uh, you know, uh, walk dogs on the side nice. <laughs> to make my yeah. bills. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we, what we got to do, right? Yeah. Like. Passionate about <laughs> podcasting and stand up comedy. So yeah. those are, those are what I do. For me, yeah, um, and then those other two things are how I pay the bills. So, yeah. uh, tell me about how you pay your bills a little bit. Well, I'm I'm lucky, you know. I I found out what I really like mm-hmm. uh, pretty early on, and that was food and kitchens, dude. That's... So I get to do that, you know, while I get to build the thing that I like doing. Um, you know, there's overlap there. Um, I started. Oh, I think I was maybe like 18 years old when mm-hmm. I when I stepped foot into my first kitchen. I was in college. I'd moved to Austin, uh, and studied political science, and you know worked in kitchens and did that kind of thing. Wow, nice. Um, and I don't know. I I, I tried to find a path that was not in kitchens. Yeah. You know, I think I was, I think I tried to gravitate I, away from it and it just, yeah, pulled you in. well, you know, like family and stuff, you know, t- tells you, you have to get a real job and, you know, like 
trying to explain to them as an 18-year-old child. You yeah. know, like, cooking is a real job. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I pay real bills with it. It's yeah. a real fucking job. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and then trying to gravitate into a professional world and, and, and find that cooking is a professional world. Uh, and there's a lot of potential to grow and do interesting things in that field. Yeah. Um, you know, I just finally settled into it um, probably in like 2006 or seven, nice. you know, where I started really focusing on that. Yeah, I imagine whatever you were getting into it, the chef wasn't quite glorified. You didn't have the Anthony Bourdain's out there, or like the Chopped, or like the food challenges. You know, like, like it was it was always kind of there. It's it just like as we started progressing, for you know, as the years went on, it got louder and louder and louder. Yeah, you yeah. know, I remember watching. I, I can't even remember what the show was called, but it was on uh, Discovery Channel. Like they'd mm -hmm. go into like whatever professional kitchen and like the audio was awful. It's yeah. like the bent hoods running in the background <laughs> yeah. and it's like some schlubby dude, like cooking like yeah. the signature dish for this restaurant or hotel. His belly's yeah, getting like yeah, drug like over drag, the sauce. Yeah. And, and like, I remember watching those when I was like in middle school and high school and thinking like, yeah, fuck yeah, that's but, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Did you like, say double I dredged do it. that? Yeah. I put it back in the egg. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so maybe I'm weird. Uh, but yeah, I, I just always liked it. Oh, and that's great. So, you know, it's just been, career yeah absolutely uh i think that's a, a super lucrative thing to find out early on that like i'm passionate about this yeah. um i wish i would have known like that uh deep down inside like i was a theater kid yeah. and like <laughs> comedy Pursued was my that. yeah i just <laughs> fucked up in school and like got in trouble a ton and then <laughs> decided to go to school to be a cpa like i don't know i just did like maybe i should work in a cubicle because that's yeah. a normal job but if I would have known, like, I think we all do that, though. You know, like there to some degree, we all feel very few of us uh, early on say, no, this is what I'm going to do. And yeah, I'm going to pursue this because I'm passionate about it. Yeah. I think a lot of us allow other voices, whether it's family, friends, you know, society. Whatever, yeah. To yeah. tell us, no, this is this is what you have to do. And you have to you know, work in this for 20 years and then you retire and you get your, you know, yeah, you get your like, stipend yeah, and you're done. Them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I never liked that. I, yeah, th I'm I the thought same. it was like really boring. Same for me too. I mean, I'm living in an RV right now, <laughs> <laughs> in, uh, like a, a house and a white picket fence yeah. and three kids and a dog <laughs> and a cat. Uh, like that's not appealing to me. Yeah. I would rather starve to death <laughs> and talk to you about cooking yeah. um you know like i don't know like <laughs> i'm also passionate like i don't know if you could tell or not but i, I love creating um i'd love creating just period yeah. but i love creating and using food as an outlet yeah. uh so i i kind of get my rocks off about like going to an ethnic grocery store and like, whoa, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Can yeah. I try a little bit of it? That way I kind of know what to what to pair with it. I recently bought like a, a flavor thesaurus, which yeah. has been super helpful. You know about Those this? things are rad. Dude. Yeah, they're awesome. I, I was actually watching some cooking thing and the chef was like, I got this, I got that. And then of course my flavor thesaurus. And I was like, I... It blew my mind. Yeah, like I immediately it, jumped online and like started reading <laughs> it and then ordered uh, uh, a flavor thesaurus. Flavor Bible or... Um, do I have one? Is that it? Or I guess, I guess that's it. Yeah. Um, I've also come to realize, uh, I think my mom taught me actually, um, we were cooking one day 
and uh, something was, I don't even remember what it was, yeah. but it was something that was like a little salty, and yeah. she was like, well, what what flavors do you normally hear with salt, like salty sweet? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. So let's add a little sugar, or what? I can't remember what exactly it was, like, is it bittersweet? No, let's add a little sugar, or... Yeah. Spicy sweet. I can't remember the combo. Yeah, but it was yeah. something like that. But I was like, oh yeah, all these things that you hear, like, oh, that's so that's savory. Yeah, it plays into everything that we experience. You yeah, know? and that's what makes food delicious, right? Like, right. You layer texture, flavor, and right. then obviously like colors because you have to see it. You, you gotta know? see it. Otherwise, the it'd eyes. be like gray mush. You yeah, know? Like, yeah. And it wouldn't matter. <laughs> um, I well, also, if I may stroke uh anthony bourdain's genius quote unquote yeah. i don't know i think he's <laughs> i'm a fan I, 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 you know i enjoy right. his work yeah some people when i talk about it, i'm a huge fanboy. when i talk about him uh people are always like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but i'm right um, there with you <laughs> he talks about plating in his first yeah. book and he's like it's so important and super easy to do like yeah grab a garnish yeah go just grab like Use an ingredient that you like a carrot top. Yeah. Just fucking throw it on the side. Like it's, it's so pretty, easy. Yeah. Know? Why would you not do <laughs> yeah. it? And it, it's actually, it tastes good. Carrot tops are delicious. They're fantastic. Know? Chop them up into a salad. Yeah. You know, you're utilizing the whole carrot now. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. It is great. <laughs> uh, that's also a newfound, like, oh man, I, I use the tops of uh, uh, cauliflower. Yeah. Like that's, that's, yeah. It's great. Yeah. Like who, who yeah, would have known? I've only. Leaves. You can, you know, you can use beet leaves. You know, the, those things are delicious too. Yeah. And then again, like, or is it too bitter? Like, let's yeah. make it a savory. Yeah. Like bitters. punch up the sugar, punch up the acid. Yeah. And like make the things kind of work together. It's a symphony. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. you can't have just one note. I mean, you can. And you I can. think we all experience right. that. <laughs> but like, you know, it, you, you should enjoy the food. It's not just pure sustenance if it were none of this would exist we would just eat you know gray mush you know we yeah i think we experience so much more than just sustenance from food and you know and so that that aesthetic to it you know how it's plated you know seeing things stacked up or spread apart and you know sauced you know that's shiny it's got texture yeah it's got um, a sort of feel to it that you can see and you can anticipate you know, uh, what that's going to be like when it hits your mouth. And, and, and part of the excitement I think is when things surprise you, you know, something looks one way and then it, it hits your taste buds and it wakes up all these other things that you weren't yeah. expecting. Yeah. And it's just like, wow, what, what the fuck did I just eat? And uh -huh. you have to go back to it. You know, like <laughs> I think, I think for me, like I'm constantly chasing that dragon, you know, like, like yeah. I, I want to not only live those experiences, but create them for other people. Uh, and that's what I enjoy about cooking. You Most know, definitely. I, I think, you know, like I meet a lot of cooks or people that work in, in, in kitchens who, you know, the last thing they want to do when they get home is cook. Yeah. At, you know, a meal for themselves. And, and I don't know that that's another place where I feel like maybe I'm a little different. Like I look forward to going home. And seeing what I have in the fridge and, and sort of, yeah, exploring that further. Like that's, that's, um, I guess a calling or whatever, whatever yeah. you want to call it. No, definitely. You know, I follow it, you know, in my professional life and at home. That's great. Yeah. Um, I imagine that's probably a little difficult to get somebody like 
come on, can't <laughs> yeah. you see how cool this is? <laughs> yeah. it's, it's hard to inspire someone as much as you are inspired. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if that, does that sound accurate? Yeah, no, it is. is that, <laughs> it is. It is, is that where you kind of ha- hang your head in shame? Like, ah, no, <laughs> it's great. I use the top of cauliflower. Yeah. Like, yeah, no. And I mean, like, I, I'll have those conversations sometimes with my fiance, you mm-hmm. know, like where, like, I'll get really excited about, and lately it's bread. You know, I, yeah. I love making bread. Yeah. And I make it from natural leaven at home. It's like. Flour, water, and salt, and that's it. That's you know, it. Like that's it. And, and if you can get it perfect, oh, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing, and yeah. And you know, talking to her, you know, I get excited about like bubbles in this jar. Of, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. look at this fucking. It's, it's like burp. growing. It's alive. Yeah. It's a perfect organism. It's burping. And, and she, Ooh, she, it. she's like, yeah, cool. Like, and she does, <laughs> she does support me and everything, and she's really excited about it, but. You know, she, not the way that I get excited yeah, about it. She I may think, not have sometimes. the same caliber of excitement right. that you do. <laughs> right. Maybe she's like, "Okay, good, good for you, babe. I'm, I'm glad that the bubbles and the, and the yeah. jar made you, made your eyes light up." <laughs> when she's genuinely, she, she'll genuinely be excited that I'm excited about it, and yeah. that 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 it it wakes something up in me. You sure, know, like sure. That, I think that's what a good partnership is. Absolutely, you know, like, 100%. Uh, you know, but maybe she's not as interested in this one really like laser precise thing that I'm super stoked about. Yeah. That's cool. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm totally I'm totally down with that. Like you may not be into X-Men, but yeah. like you see how excited I am yeah. when the yeah, I don't know, yeah. whenever the new edition of yeah. <laughs> Magneto, yeah. uh, fucking, I don't know, super limited uh, co- comic book right. shit. Uh, anyways, <laughs> but you can be like, oh, good for you. Like, yeah, you're really excited about yeah. this. You've got, you can't even drive right now. Let's drive, <laughs> let me drive us home. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good partnership, most yeah. definitely. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, do you find it, uh, a, I don't know if you now uh, find it offensive, but... Whenever people, we talked about like real jobs, like, why don't you get a real job? Do you ever find it offensive whenever people say, well, what's your real job? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do. I take huge offense <laughs> to that. Like whenever I, I, I've supported myself for going on almost 20 years of yeah. bartending and service industry, waiting tables. And that's a question I get constantly um, of what's your real job? And yeah. my response is always i pay real bills with it <laughs> i get real money um this is my real job like yeah it's, it's fuck you buddy seriously like <laughs> kind of that's you know? a really fucked up thing to say to someone it is a little bit right um you know like it's real work mm-hmm. you know we're on our feet you know you bartending i've i've worked in every capacity of service so i've been a bartender i was a dishwasher busser server yeah same prep cook you know and, well, not prep cook. <laughs> and now I'm a cook and bread make. You know, I do all these things, and you know, it's labor. You know, you're on your feet twelve hours a day. You're yeah. dealing with people. You're dealing with attitudes, and that's what I should and... have done. I should have just kicked a shoe off right there and be like, "See that? See, see this beat see up this... fucking foot right yeah. here? It's all gnarled." And... <laughs> I've been on this motherfucker for fourteen hours. Yeah. What do you do for a real yeah. job? And and just because it doesn't conform to what you know society or parents or friends or whoever the fuck else does it, just because it doesn't conform to what they've decided is considered a real job doesn't disqualify it as being a real job right uh, i think that's a bigger underlying issue that we have is 
you know, for so long we've been told like, no, this is what it means to work. This is what it means to be a contributing member to this society. And we're forgetting about all the support that's needed to make that happen. Yeah. So, yeah, of course we need bankers and lawyers and doctors. And there's a shortage of doctors and, and nurses. Mm-hmm. Um, but we need all of that. But who supports them? And why is the support to them not considered a real job? Like, we, I, I feel like we need to rethink all of this. Sure, yeah. I, I agree with you 100%. <laughs> yeah, you know, we need plumbers. We need electricians. We need woodwork. We need all of that. Yeah. Like, we need bartenders. We need we need cooks. Oh, dude, accountants <laughs> and childcare, like, pumps me up when people are actually, like, passionate about that. I'm yeah. like, thank God you exist Seriously. because I would never... <laughs> I pay you to do my taxes, yeah, yeah. and if I were to ever have kids i would definitely want to yeah i don't know you need someone that's excited about those things so you know just i mean like there's a lot of things that i get excited about and yeah most of them gravitate around food or social issues yeah thank god you know, you're revolving excited. around it yeah but you know like yeah i'm not as interested in like numbers you know Same. like i yeah. mean numbers are important to to my world and i i take the interest that's needed to an extent yeah, yeah there's definitely some math but, and but some measurements someone's way more excited about it than i am and <laughs> yeah. so awesome like you want to help me put together like the financials for my business plan like, yeah let's talk yeah. about like, kitchen costs please sure. let's, let's do that and i'll talk kitchen costs i know how to do that mm-hmm. um but then the the larger picture of being an entrepreneur is like, you know, all these different flows of money, you know, like it's you're starting something new. And so like the money that comes in to purchase a physical space is different from the money that you're going to use to pay your staff than the money that's going to buy your product than the money that's going to buy your equipment. And, you know, I get that it's all money. Mm hmm. Um, but to me, it's all the same and that doesn't work. So having someone that's excited about understanding that they're all different money yeah, and like stoked, like, look at this chart. Like, did you see what I did there for you? Like, isn't this badass? Like, fuck yeah, that's badass. Yeah. I'm stoked that you're stoked about it. Yeah, most definitely. <laughs> most definitely, man. <laughs> um, do you find, uh, this is a question that I have for you that's more like a personal question, yeah. but <laughs> um, I get super pumped up about, I just wrote it down at some point. I was like, I got to go back and, and ask yeah. you about this. And then I got on something else. So this is a little, doesn't uh, segue in very well. All right. But <laughs> <laughs> um, whenever I'm cooking um, and I create like this crazy extravagant meal, like to eat like a king, yeah. do you ever like, Ha ha! Like, look what I created. Look at what I have. Yeah, yeah I'm eating all, like a king tonight for for eleven dollars. Yeah. Like for eleven dollars, I went to the supermarket. I got these things and or the farmers market or something yeah. like, and I stuffed these peppers and I used what I whatever. I mean, that is that, that's such an awesome thing. Yeah, I I I feel like that's I think that's like my goal. Yeah, you know, sure. When I'm cooking at home, definitely. You know, I I want to feel that. You know, and I want to share that with with my friends, with my family, and then like in a larger scale with the community. Sure. You know, that I'm in. You know that that's what brings us together, right? Like it invites conversations. It opens us up to a bunch of different things. And yeah, I mean, like sometimes, like you, you know, you're scraping through the fridge and find an old pepper and find you know, some chicken that you have to use. You got to use it now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you make this meal that 
is so much bigger than its individual parts. Like, I I always want to celebrate that, and I feel like people should celebrate that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, you brought up a really good point of how like cooking and eating like can bring people together. Um, I was always raised um, that you should uh, all come to like the family table. Yeah. <laughs> put down like your toys and your games like that, that all goes away yeah. and everybody be present. Yeah. And that's where we would talk and like, I don't know. It was like some of my favorite times. Yeah, um, I mean, TV goes off. Uh, do you do the same thing? Yeah, I mean, like we might turn some music on. Oh, you know, oh in the I, background. You I gotta always have something like that. <laughs> I didn't grow up like that, yeah. but I always have some ambiance going uh, in the I mean, background. That, that, that's important. You yeah, know? like that's part of the experience, right? Like you go to a restaurant, and mm -hmm. I, I feel like I've been in places where like the the background noise, like the music, yeah, uh, made the meal like amazing oh yeah and man. then in other places where it's like so loud and just like weird music that doesn't fit the space or the time of day yeah and it just ruins it yeah there's <laughs> but yeah i mean i grew up the same way where like dinner time you know put put your shit down come to the table mm -hmm. we're gonna catch up on our day uh, you know, talk about what's going on and, you know, like you laugh, you, you might get upset, you might have heated discussions. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you're all coming together and those things are happening. It's, 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 I don't know, it almost like forces communication. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, it's, uh, it's a rare thing to have every person yeah. in the room present. Yeah. So if you can kind it's like of... like super difficult to do, especially now. <laughs> yeah. Because you know? like... yeah, just like you said, everybody's got a little computer in their yeah. pocket that you can whip out and you've got an infinite um, resource of information. Yeah. Resource and... and like entertainment stream. And, yeah. You know. Um, yeah. <laughs> also to uh, speak to uh, like destroying the ambiance. Uh, <laughs> I always tell people when I'm like, have you had... Casino El Camino, like there's yeah. a hamburger there. Yeah. Um, and I always say, yeah, it's decent, but it's good. Yeah. But like the death metal that goes along with it. <laughs> I can't get into the burger because like it's too much. Drilling into your head. I mean, for, for me, that's part of it. Like I kind of dig that environment. You yeah. Know, there's a hoax pizza on 6th Street too. Uh -huh. You know, I think, I think their tagline is death metal pizza. And like... You walk up there and it's just like speed metal drilling into your brain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if it's a little lower, like I can, I can get down with that. Yeah. But if it's just in your face, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, I don't know. Like uh, I said, can I, I get ketchup? <laughs> yeah, screaming into the dude's yeah, ear. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, I, I think that's such a personal thing too. You know, like. Yeah. I go into places expecting certain things and I don't expect the same thing from every place. Mm -hmm. You know, like I'm not going to go into Botticelli's and expect to hear like speed metal. Yeah. You know, like yeah. that's just not going to happen. <laughs> That'd be really wrong. But you know, to hear like quiet, soft jazz at Casino El Camino would be fucking weird. It'd be kind of weird. Yeah. Creepy. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd feel like I'd stepped into some kind of weird time warp. Sure. You know? Yeah. So I expect my like thick, greasy burger with some metal. Definitely. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> well put, sir. Well put. Um, tell me about like you, like where you, where you're from. Uh, so I'm originally from Puerto Rico. Uh, -huh. uh, I was born there. My dad 
uh, was military, and he was transferred to El Paso, uh, furthest, you know, tip of Texas on, you know, on the western part. Uh, and I grew up there, uh, you know, experiencing not only my family heritage, you know, like Puerto Rican culture, but, yeah. you know, Mexican culture and Texas culture, like all coming into this, you know, interesting space. For sure. Um, grew up there and spent a lot of time going back and forth between El Paso and Puerto Rico and getting to know my family out there, grandparents, cousins, and, you know, friends of friends. And, um, yeah, eventually when I graduated from high school, I, I moved here to Austin. I've been here for 16 years. Nice. Kind of weird to look back. It doesn't feel like that long. Yeah, man. I just adding all that time up and like, shit, where, where did it all go? (laughs) Uh, I did move back to Puerto Rico for, for almost a year. Um, after I finished culinary school, I flirted with the idea and somebody talked me right out of it. Uh, it was, (laughs) so so I was like, Oh, I was thinking about like, fuck, maybe I should just, that's, consider the u.s maybe i should just go somewhere like tropical and and uh, call it good there this guy was like every hurricane yeah that ever existed passes through puerto Rico. like you're gonna get creamed man but (laughs) but like you know like right now the situation there is like super fucked up yeah but you know for the most part and i think in 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 general speaking uh you know to the people from there and that live there you know uh, there's a very strong communal resilience that exists there and it can be frustrating. You yeah. Know? Um, you know, that thing that people talk about uh, living in tropical climates or like in, on islands, mm-hmm. you know, that Island time thing yeah. is very real, you know, like, so, you know, in that sense, it can be frustrating. You know, like I, I waited, I think it was like a month and a half to get my internet, turned on yeah you know, and it was like yeah man. it's one of those things where they'd set up a schedule and mm-hmm. say like yeah we'll be there between 9 and 12 and you know you 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 stop you everything stops because you got to be there you yeah. know otherwise you'll miss it uh-huh. and then they don't show up and you call <laughs> the company and they're like oh yeah sorry i guess uh, you took a family day we'll, we'll be we'll be by sometime you yeah know, i i i knew a guy who um he was a law student uh, or he had graduated law school and was doing a clerkship with with a with a judge down there. He had waited two and a half years to get his phone like landline oh, installed <laughs> into his apartment. And it was Who are like, you gonna call? Because th- I mean, weeks, I mean, there's <laughs> and so like <laughs> he was waiting for this thing, and then two weeks before he was set to move back, you know, knock on the door. You know, I'm the phone company here to install your landline. So, you know, that that's a very real thing, but the the flip side of it is true is that those communities are so knit and strong. Um they 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 surpass what you'd expect in these situations and yeah, it's inconvenient um and, and it's awful to yeah. to be especially in the situation that they're in now mm-hmm. where you know, no power, clean water is 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 a maybe at best yeah. and you know, it saddens me to see that, but to also know the resilience and the strength of the people there and the willingness to like really pull up their bootstraps and get to work yeah. and, and make this, you know, bring it back not only to where it was, but better. Absolutely. Um, you know, I believe in that. And for me, living down there was amazing. You know, like despite the frustrations, sure. I, you know, I, 
quality of life, man. You gotta, you gotta awesome. take that into I mean, consideration you're close too. To the, you know, you're close to beach pretty much anywhere you are. Yeah. You know, it's a beautiful tropical climate. It's the only, you know, the only tropical rainforest in the U.S. is located there. You Amazing. know, like you have all this, all these beautiful things, wonderful people, amazing food. Yeah. You know, and it's part of the U.S. Like you don't need a passport to travel. Correct. There. Like, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, man. You don't get that everywhere. You're 100% correct on that. Sorry, you caught me mid-belch. <laughs> um, uh, a lot like the jet, is that kind of like where your um, passion for like resource comes from? Uh, did, do you think it was cultivated with a Puerto Rican like influence as far as like a, uh, um, like the Japanese culture, the, the sushi, like everything is supposed to be consumed. It's made to be edible. Yeah. Uh, they use every single part of something like has a purpose. Right. Uh, is that I th- I think so, you know I think some of it comes from that um, some of it comes from my family some of it comes from growing up in that culture where like you know uh, in in West Texas you mm-hmm. know where where we have Northern Mexican culture heavily influencing American and Texas culture you know so there's a lot of ingenuity and a lot of resource in all of these places that I've lived in uh, that just kind of were ingrained into us or into me. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, it kind of forces you to do the best that you can with what you have available to yeah. you. Yeah. You that's, know? that's an, that's an amazing, <laughs> um, quality to have, you know, like I, I think that everybody should. Yeah. I mean like we should want to learn, right? <laughs> like, Absolutely. <laughs> and yeah. not only learn, but like excel in our lives, you know, For like sure. I think that's a goal. For sure. In general. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I am recently have a new sparked interest in learning how to cook some Thai food because like, I want to <laughs> expand my repertoire, which I'm sure we've talked about. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I feel like I've not necessarily maxed out, but like I know a lot of cooking tricks and techniques and like now I want to go broad or like now I want to yeah. go maybe try some Indian food. Uh so recipes that, yeah and that's that's i think you know one of the beautiful things about all of this is that you know uh, it it goes back to what we were talking about earlier how like food is this it's a doorway it's 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 an avenue it's the quickest way to get to know a culture yeah and so like you know you might go into Indian food, but like, if you look at it and examine like the components of it, what, what's used most frequently, you learn it. It's a history lesson in, in the region and you're right. And, yeah. In wars that were fought, you know, uh, over yeah. these this things that we spice. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> man, uh, cumin's a big deal, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, you, each plate is like a history lesson, you know, and then, and then you start looking at cross cultures, you know, you look at Indian food and you look at curries and then you look at Mexican culture and you look at moles and some of their more complex sauces and you see all of these unifying strings, you know, that kind of tie everything together. So, you know, you know, in curries, you'll find a lot of star anise and cilantro and cumin. And then you look at mole and you find a lot of star anise <laughs> and cumin and cilantro. Yeah. And, you know, it's just how they're playing with it that, that kind of changes. And it keys you into a lot of things, you know. And it's such an interesting way to see the world and the problems that we have and the, the, the connections that we have to each other. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's amazing. <laughs> 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 well put. Well said. Um we're kind of at the point in the show where I sort of 
in my questioning or like I'll, I'll stop my questioning um, and pass over the, the host microphone to you um, in a sense. Uh, so if you have like a public service announcement or any stories that you're like, ah, I wish I would have brought up this. Um, any questions for me? Um, any, I don't know, like I wish more people knew about Dollar Shave Club. It's great, man. Like it doesn't even have to be related. Just like, I just want to get it out there, man. It's pretty cheap uh, as far as razors go and the quality is up there it too. It is. It's good. This is not a plug. I truly believe this. Dollar, I pay Dollar Shave Club. They don't pay me. Uh, no, man. Uh, really, more than anything, what, what, you know, the, the thing that I wish that people would remember is, you know, that eating healthy is not, you know, a th- this diet that you have to follow or anything like that. It's it's staying within season, mm-hmm. it's staying as local as possible. Yeah. It's eating more vegetables, shopping that perimeter, mm-hmm. you know, stay away from the aisles. And, like, I think if we all remember that and take that, we can actually change the foodscape um, overall. Uh, and um, it's important. You know, it, it's community health, it's community connection, it's it's everything, and and it's a simple way to do it. You yeah, know? most definitely. I there was some food documentary I can't fucking remember what. There's what so it many. Was. Yeah, so many of them. Um, but they talked to this like dietitian. Yeah. Um, and he was basically said like it doesn't have to be a diet. Um, I eat whatever I want. I, I tell like my my patients like eat whatever you want, but make it. Yeah. Like if you make it, you have ice cream yeah. if you want it, but make you got to fucking make it. That's that's some labor. It's yeah. some labor, like, man. Yeah, it's, it's more hard. often than not, you're gonna be like, "Fuck no, <laughs> Fuck I'm not ice doing cream. that." Yeah. Like, I don't want to have to get the ice. Out. Yeah, I gotta get the fucking rock salt. Yeah. I gotta churn the thing. There's, yeah, no, fuck that. That's so a special much. thing. It's a special thing, and yeah, he was like, "I, I guarantee you're not gonna have." you know, said ice cream or yeah. whatever. Cookies. Like, yeah. Yeah. Bake a fucking pie. Yeah. Like t- take the time to do it. Go cut the slice, the apples, yeah. like do, do all the labor intensive stuff. It makes it worth it too. In the end, totally and those times that, that you decide to do that, mm-hmm. like it totally makes it worth it. You put a little piece of yourself into that, you know, like it makes it special your yeah. blood, sweat and tears, you Absolutely. know, like are in that and it, it's meaningful, you yeah. know, when when we go into that freezer aisle and just pull that pie out, which is delicious, you know, like I like them, mm-hmm. but you're eliminating that that input of yourself into that dish. It it you're stripping some of the meaning away from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't. You're absolutely right. I was <laughs> to say the same thing you just said, and then I stopped myself. <laughs> it means more. Yeah. Nice work, yeah. man. Nice work. Uh, what's your Thanksgiving look like? We're gonna ep- this episode is gonna get released uh, as the Thanksgiving episode. Awesome. <laughs> this is food cool. driven. Um, so, what's your Thanksgiving look like? Um, so, my parents are coming into town. Uh huh. Are they? Uh, do they do the like? Well, we're gonna have you cook the meal. You're like, God, actually, they, I'm off. They try to avoid it. You know, they try to make it so that I don't cook the meal. Oh, that's and, nice. And. I always fight them on it. Like, yeah, yeah, like you guys can cook like a couple things and I'll cook a couple things. Yeah. uh, You know, so we do kind of a potluck potluck thing. Um, I like that. uh, My fiance, Anna, her her parents are coming into town as well. Um, So the parents are meeting. 
for the first Ooh. time. Ooh, that's dicey. <laughs> nah, it's <laughs> no, going to be, be fun. Yeah. Uh, be fine. I get along with her parents. She gets along with mine. It's super This will rare. be the first time that we're all like in that one space together, so that'll be cool. Cool, man. Uh, everyone's bringing something, mm-hmm. you know. Again, it's a, the opportunity to share. Yeah, yeah. Are you uh, are you gonna do traditional dishes? You doing something a little? Yeah, pretty much. You know, like yeah. I think what I'm responsible is uh, for is some like roast vegetables, turkey, uh, dig it, some stuffing. How do you do the turkey? So I like to. I I don't like to roast the whole bird. You know, Smart like, man. I feel like the breasts dry out. They the always legs dry- and thigh are underdone. <sighs> you know, so like. So what I do is I, it's called spatchcocking. Right? Uh-huh. Uh, you cut, <laughs> it's a funny word. Yeah, uh, I definitely, that might be on my uh, porn history. <laughs> well, so what, what you do is you actually, you cut the spine out of the bird and you just kind of like force it open mm-hmm. so that the breasts and the thighs are all like spread out into like one large panel. Nice. And then you can cut the from behind now you can cut the uh the the rib cage and what's left of the spine out and so what you're left with is just the breast meat and the thighs and legs and the wings all attached just by the skin and all consistent in size for the most part right because it's all the same thickness and so what i'll do is i'll brine it you're gonna cut the fucking thing up a thousand pieces exactly and then then the beauty of it is like when it comes out you can always just like kind of reform it like reconstitute it back into its original shape kind of yeah but you know i don't know man like that that bird like full bird roast is is pretty like i get why people like it right the aesthetics but like where's the utility in that you know like yeah you you end up with dry white meat underdone dark meat and no one's happy so why not just make it delicious and sort of like fit that into your new framework of aesthetic yeah uh so that's how i like to cook it you know dry rub and brine and you know cook it slow and low if i can i'll get all like Dark meat. Yeah. I mean, that's the best part, <laughs> it's right? It's the best part. I, I really, like, you can cut, slice the breast off yeah. and, like, I'll give that to somebody yeah. else. That, like, you, you take the whole top part of the bird, I'll get the lower part. We'll, we'll, Thank you for reaffirming that for me because, you know, this was an actual physical fight. Oh, really? I got into with a with a roommate of mine from college. <laughs> yeah. White meat versus dark meat. And yeah. Someone ended up with a black eye. So. <laughs> <laughs> There That's were awesome. beers involved. Of course, and, like, yeah. Of yeah, course. Yeah. Fellow chef? Or, uh, <laughs> no, no. Uh, actually, he works in marketing now. He's a, a writer. As he should. Yeah. If, uh, he, he's a firm believer in white meat. <laughs> Stay out of my kitchen. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Uh, yeah. Really cool. <laughs> Uh, do you do a brine real fast? Sorry, before we get off the Do bird. I do a brine? Yeah, do you the... start with a brine yeah, on the yeah. bird? Yeah, so I'll, I'll usually usually just do like um, salt and sugar, yeah. some aromatics. So I'll cut apples up into it. Um, Whew, nice. Some star anise, uh, fragrant herbs, and a little apple, apple cider vinegar. Apple cider vinegar, yeah, you gotta have it, man. It's delicious. So good, so good. <laughs> How many, do you do days or like no, an hour? I, I, do, I do like... Uh, at most, like twelve hours. Twelve hours. Pull it out. Is da- days overkill? Multiple days can be overkill because, like, you'll you'll end up pickling it. Yeah. You know, you don't want to do that. Yeah, you don't do that. it's just uh, not good eating. Yeah, like yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah like <laughs> you want to you want to make um, you want to put as much flavor as you can into it without like drying it out or pickling it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Sweet, man. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for the, the bird advice. Absolutely. Uh, and it's nice to have some camaraderie with the dark meat. Yeah, I dig that, man. I dig that. I, I, I know what you're saying there. Um, well, we're also, we're now worth the point in the, uh, the podcast where we always end with a pot, with a poop story. I can't, I don't, I don't deserve a podcast. <laughs> I can't speak. I can't oh, formulate man. a sentence. <laughs> can't stay on track. I interject way too much. Oh no, man. I, nah. Um, but, uh, yeah. So we always end with a poop story. Have you ever pooped your pants? Do you have a friend that's like had a really gnarly poop story? You're like, I, yeah. I've got one, but my buddy has got a better one so I like tell that or you know whatever whatever a poop story poop. means to you poop man yeah poop I mean I think we've all experienced poop in many formats um, oh, I guess the first one that came to mind earlier when you brought this up uh-huh. was again the same roommates from college uh, we it was three of us we lived in this like really shitty house and I had a, a border collie he was a puppy yeah. at the time and he used to get into everything. Um, <laughs> and one of my roommates would throw his old condoms away in like <laughs> oh, our communal no. bathroom trash can. Yeah. And so Conrad, my my dog, uh-huh. went in there and ate a dirty like used condom. Oh man! And then like the next day, great dog he, man by the way. Yeah, he, he was <laughs> awesome. Um, he uh, took a shit like directly in front of my roommate's door, which was closed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, roommate wore glasses and needs to wear them like in order to see anything. Yeah, he's one of the guys that like he's he's legally <laughs> blind. blind. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so first thing in the morning, he's waking up. He'd left his glasses out of oh. the bedroom. <laughs> steps in a pile of shit. <laughs> Uh, and is already upset, gets his glasses on, and realizes that he's got our other roommates use condoms stuck to his leg. <laughs> oh my god! So that good. that that's probably my favorite. Yeah, that's poop a great story. <laughs> oh my god, that's great. <laughs> oh man, well uh, that's it for us. Uh, play us out, shitty ukulele. <laughs> I started mid ukulele song. <laughs> Dude, the last uh, uh the last podcast I had uh with the nurse she was like, This is how you do it? You, <laughs> you lay it on your laptop? <laughs>